Hi, I hope you're well. I am writing or talking to you right now on Sunday afternoon. It's been two weeks, I think, and I am hoping to sneak this in today. (laughs) I'm feeling a little bit tired and I'm sure you all are too. This is like a tough moment right now, wherever you are in the world, but especially here in my neck of the woods. And it's tough both um, for the obvious reasons of the election looming and all the added stress that that's adding uh, to the news cycle. And then also, of course, um, because of uh, my family's um, history with addiction, but then also just personally, things have been trying. Something traumatic happened and um, it's not related directly to addiction, but I do feel like my recovery is um, front and center in how I am handling it. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I was going to talk about this episode as um, outside issues, because of course there are outside issues that affect us um, and that connect to the issues of addiction, but that are not central to it. And I know I've talked about this already with Tradition 10, um, which is that a tradition that's really about um, making sure that Al-Anon and other 12-step groups keep a singular focus, um, and that is to help families with addiction. Um, But I, I wanted to talk about outside issues from a different angle this week. So I'll just begin by saying... Thank you so much for joining me. It really means a lot that you're a lot to me that you're here and that you're willing to listen to me think through these issues uh, out loud. And obviously, I am speaking here about my own personal experience and I'm sharing what I hope is an experience of strength and hope with you um, in a way that's helpful. But that is, of course, um, in no way, shape, or form um, directly related to Al-Anon. Because, of course, Al-Anon and other 12-step groups have no opinion on outside issues. And the purpose of that, as I understand it, is to make sure that public controversy about money, power, prestige doesn't get in the way of that spiritual purpose, which is to help families um, deal with addiction. And as the preamble usually says, you know, it is a unique experience and calls for a unique perspective. So I, as I said, I'm dealing with an outside issue and it's really hard and it's really challenging. And like most of those, it's activating me. It's activating all of my coping strategies that are um, linked to unhealthy habits, my people pleasing, my desire and need to resolve situations quickly, my inability to be uncomfortable, and my obsession with controlling other behaviors and other outcomes and other people's thoughts even about me and my family. And that does not allow me to deal with um, the, the issue that I'm facing, that my family's facing. And addiction, of course, is interconnected to it. It makes some of these issues much more challenging. And yet it's not the, the, the primary focus right now. 
And that feels really strange after having it be um, the primary focus for so long in my recovery of something that I've been thinking about, that I've been journaling and writing and working about and going to meetings and really um, pushing myself to change those codependent habits in my relationship to um, my my husband who um, were separated and who suffers from um, alcohol addiction. And that feels really strange. It's been kind of like a lightning bolt allowing me to see things much more clearly, see my own challenges, see my own role um, in the family disease clearly. And what I'm seeing is people-pleasing, just real, profound, um, deeply rooted uh, trauma response to, to, to outside issues. And that is to really worry about what the other people are feeling or thinking and what the consequences are going to be for them, even before my own safety and the safety of my family is in place. What's good about this moment, if there's anything that's good about this moment, is that it is allowing me an opportunity. It's providing me an opportunity to flex new muscles that I have been practicing in Al-Anon and in recovery for a very long time, which is being comfortable with discomfort, which is not reacting and also allowing things to unfold in a way that I am not necessarily in control of, but that I am um, in charge and empowered within So it's not an immediate result that I'm after, Um, but what I'm after instead is the best result, the one that is going to ensure that my family and I are safe. And that's really hard right now. Um, And the the other outside issues are making things more challenging. So for me, really thinking through people-pleasing and my desire to be liked at all costs, even when I'm in harm's way, is something that is profound. And I'm really struggling to um, change these habits in this moment. So I wanted to join you all here um, and talk a little bit about outside issues for this reason, Um, that this isn't my primary focus here, that I have other places that I can think through. But what I'm finding is that Al-Anon is an indispensable tool in these moments, because it allows me to practice those skills of listening, of um, being activated by something someone says and not responding, um, and also allowing me to put the focus on myself in that one hour um, or in the moments where I'm working my program so that when I need to, um, I can turn my full attention to that outside issue and respond appropriately and not in a reactive and addictive or um, codependent way. So that is something that's really um, powerful, I think, and that I'm learning um, is the benefit of therapy, of going to meetings even when I don't want to or when I feel like my week is too busy or... Um, <laughs> you know, all those, those obstacles that I have in my head that keep me from doing the, the work of recovery. I need those now. And I'm glad I've been spending so much time <laughs> practicing them because I need every single 
drop of recovery that I have available to me right now. So I've been going to extra meetings. I've been going to meetings every day online. I have been listening to every kind of podcast I can on people pleasing. And there's some good ones out there. I really recommend the um, episode of NPR Life Hacks um, with Natalie Liu of Baggage Reclaimed. She has just, it's like 20 minutes on how to change the habit of people-pleasing with some really powerful takeaways that I've been working um, this week so that I can really uh, change this aspect of myself. Be okay with people not liking me. Be okay with outcomes that are challenging um, and unresolved. And be okay and be safe and putting my own needs and the needs of my family first. What does this have to do with knitting? Not much. <laughs> but what I've realized is that knitting, of course, is a place for me to practice that uh, as well. That in frogging, in focusing um, attention on whips, <laughs> on making choices about yarn and patterns, what's going to make me happy in that moment, what's going to frustrate me. Knitting also allows me to practice recovery um, daily so that in these moments I can change my response. Um, and I'll be honest, mostly knitting's just been giving me a whole heck of a lot of comfort this week. I have really um, been as I said, awakened and really needing, looking around my house and seeing what needs to be done, both metaphorically and quite literally. Um, I feel like I've been in a kind of COVID funk. Um, I haven't been feeling well. It hasn't been COVID, but I have been sort of just in that malaise, that sort of sense of drift. This My kids are going to be in online school now, it looks like, until at least early February. And the knowledge of that just sort of took whatever wind I had out of my sails. I look back at the summer as this kind of lovely time period, which I know it wasn't, but now I just feel like, oh my gosh, it's getting colder. I mean, all of these things, I just feel like I've been in a bit of a depressive funk. And what this heightened moment personally allowed me to do is just, you know, shake off the cobwebs, um, clear my focus, see what's really, really important, what's right in front of me. Do I need to be distracted by beautiful new yarn and expensive projects and people posting things or holiday gift exchanges or whatever, you know, the new shiny thing is online that I want to <laughs> lose myself in? No. What do I need to do? I need to deal with the piles right in front of me of yarn, of unfinished projects, of laundry, of work projects, of household projects, of my kids' schooling. I need to get focus. I need to get clarity. I need to be an adult and a grown-up who can face hard things and live in, in uncertainty without succumbing to that anxiety, depression, or most importantly, magical thinking. That magical thinking that just saturates anybody who loves or struggles with addiction, you know, that, that wishful thinking, if only we could, <laughs> if 
feel like I'm going to do that Kim Kardashian meme. If only we could pretend things were normal for two weeks. Um, and then there, there, you know, there's a temptation in that. That is the short term quick fix, but I don't want to do that right now. I want to do the next right thing. And after that, the next right thing. And I want to be strong and present and aware and taking care of myself. So that's where I'm at. I am so happy that I'm not done my Oswald shawl <laughs> by Cecilia Compicero. I'm still doing my Making Marls project. It is really turning out. It's really pretty. It's also a beast. But I'm in it starts at the small triangle end and gets wider as it goes along. So I'm really at the like widest part of it. Um, I have, I think, one more color repeat after this one. So I have to finish this one. There are four, they're like, I want to say 12 rows repeats. Um, so you do that four times and then you change color. So I have a good bit of knitting ahead of me, but not a lot. And it's almost finished. And I'm just happy right now that I can sink into that project without needing to spend mental energy on casting on a new project. And then I've been finishing my dumpster fire ornament, which I'll be honest with you, feels out of sync with where I'm at. The dumpster fire jokiness of that ornament is just landing in the wrong ways this week. Because I'm in a real crisis and it's really scary. And even laughing about it in this kind of silly way just doesn't quite do justice to what I'm experiencing. And I know that'll change. And so I'm finishing it. So it's fussy. I have to weave in a billion ends. I had to do duplet kit stitches for embroidery. Let me tell you, I do not enjoy that. Good to know. Good to learn. Um, I have one more to sew together, but I'm happy I'm finishing that. I am working on a sewing project and just taking my time with it. Lots of hand finishing because, again, I'm not in a rush to start something new and distract myself. What I need is comfort in this moment uh, to be present and to attend to what needs attending. I am wishing you in this very stressful time of outside issues clouding our horizon. I'm wishing you lots of calm comfort, whatever it is that's going to bring you joy, that's going to allow you to stay present in your life and aware of your surroundings and able to advocate for yourself and for your loved ones. Um, I hope that you find it this week. Um, it's going to be a tough one and there are going to be tough weeks. There are going to be times when outside issues cloud our judgment um, and our focus and recovery and that's okay. So wherever you are, I'm wishing you well. I will see you on the other side of next week. And I hope that we all have some beautiful yarn projects to, to see us through it. Take care and stay well. Bye.